Hi, this is Ellie Meadows with Young Living Essential Oils. I invite you to skip the stress of the holidays this year and let Young Living take care of all of your gift-giving needs, from soothing bath bombs to delicious seasonal oil blends. Looking to make some extra money for the holidays? I'm currently accepting new team members who will have the exclusive opportunity to grow their business under the leadership of Jack Canfield, one of the top success coaches in America. For more information, find me on Facebook or Instagram under Oils with Ellie. That's E-L-L-I-E. Or email me, oilswithellie at gmail.com. Welcome to the Vitality Health Show where we inform you about the latest advancements in alternative health care and the best health and wellness solutions to benefit your body, mind, and spirit. Now, here's your host, Stephanie Parrish. Good morning, friends, and welcome to the Vitality Health Show. I am your host, Stephanie Parrish, along with my co-host, Doug Crockett, and we are the voice of hope, healing, and miracles. Good morning, Doug. So glad to have you here. Good morning, Stephanie. It's great to be here. How are you? Doing great. We are in the middle of a beautiful snowstorm here in southern Idaho, and I believe that you guys are down there in we are. northern it's, Utah as well. It's a good thing. It's coming down. <laughs> we will take it. We want to thank our sponsors, the Mindful Lab, where you can find clarity, connection, and peace. Check out mindfullab.net. Also, the Sunshine Family Hemp, Nature's Side of Health. Find them at sunshinefamilyhemp.com. And also, we want to welcome our new sponsor, Ellie, with Oils by Ellie. There's an oil for that. You can find her at oilsbyellie at gmail.com. Also, we invite you to check out our very own Doug Crockett's YouTube channel, Miracles, When Heaven Touches Earth. It's absolutely fantastic. And as a reminder, if you have any suggestions or comments, please email me at contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Now we're going to jump right into our amazing guest that we have today. We have Jeffrey C. Olson with us. And we were just talking a little bit before the show, and we decided to let him on the show. Just kidding. We are so grateful to have him here. Doug and I have been waiting for the show and waiting for the show, and we're so happy he's finally here. So let me give you a little introduction to Jeff. And like, again, I said, we're so grateful to have him here and you'll see why here in just a few minutes. So Jeff is a best-selling author who inspires audiences international, internationally with his intriguing story of perseverance and inner strength. As a horrific automobile accident took the lives of his wife and youngest son and off also inflicting multiple life-threatening injuries, Jeff, including an amputation of his left leg, He found courage to survive over 18 surgeries and eventually heal both physically and emotionally. And at the time of, at the time of the accident, Jeff had an incredible out of body near death experience, bringing his insights, not common in today's world. And I would go on and read that, but I want this to be Jeff talking and I want everybody to make sure that you have a pen and a paper ready because we are going to give you his contact information so you can look it up. And those in viewer land, I'm holding up the book is called knowing you will be able to get that information here in just a little bit. Those that are listening out there to our listener, our listenership, we love you. And thank you for being here. We will be giving that information in just a moment. 
So we want to bring on Jeff. He's, I, I just got I just literally just got goosebumps. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, what just happened there? And this is so, going to be fantastic. It really is. Good. We're so excited. So we're going to bring Jeff on and he's going to tell us a little bit more about his story. I could have read a whole bunch more, but I want this to come from his mouth yeah. because he's the one that lived it and he's the one that's experienced it. So Jeff, welcome. We're so happy to have you here with us. Oh, gosh. Thank you, Stephanie and Doug. It's an honor to be with you both. And um you know, as we dive in here, I mean, let me just let me just outline my my accident took place actually 24 years ago. Oh, so wow, I'm a couple I'm a couple decades beyond that, and uh, I, I just want the listeners and the viewers to understand that because I couldn't even speak about this for almost a decade. It, it was too wow. painful. Really? Okay. It was too personal. It was uh, and and the things surrounding it too. I I I was processing those for at least, you know, seven years, just like, wow, how do I make sense of all of this? Um, and, you know, it, it's beautiful. I mean, we're heading into the holidays, you know, it's, it's time for family. And, and uh, my accident was actually not at this time of year. It was in the spring of the year, but it was Easter weekend. So it was on the back end of another celebrated, you know, Christian holiday as far as mm-hmm. Easter goes. Right. And um, we had packed the whole family up and gone to Southern Utah. We lived in northern Utah. We'd gone down to see the Red Rocks and specifically to visit my wife's family. Mm-hmm. Okay. At a beautiful Easter weekend, you know, the kids were hunting for Easter eggs that we had colored and put out in the garden and, and Easter baskets. And, you know, we, we just had a beautiful time. Happy times. And, uh, yeah, happy times. Happy, happy times. And, you know, nobody really foresees these things coming. Um, and, and if you read the book, Knowing, there's some interesting foreshadowing that I had no idea about. And certainly my wife, Tamara, probably had no idea about, but she had some dreams and some interesting things that in hindsight, you say, wow. And, and I want to focus on that just a little bit as we get into this near-death experience is the hindsight. Yeah. You know, I mean, we'd had beautiful Easter weekend. Monday morning, we're packing up the car. I buckled the kids. It was my wife, me, and our two sons. Spencer, my oldest son, was seven years old at the time, and my youngest, Griffin, was just a toddler. He was only 14 months old, and uh, I put those kids in their car seats, and we had said our goodbyes, and we're ready to pull away, and I focus on this for a specific reason. I was just putting the car in park, and Tamara, my wife, said, wait, wait, wait. I I thought she had forgotten something. She said, I just want to go back and say goodbye to mom and dad one more time. Now, you know, there's her parents, mm-hmm. grandma and grandpa, waving goodbye on the porch like they do. And yet in hindsight, as I say, this is so relevant because I, I stopped the car. And, and honestly, at the time, I thought, oh, women, we've said goodbye. We hugged everybody. I got to get on the road. We've got to get home. <laughs> right. but, but I watched. I watched as she ran up to the porch and she not only hugged her mom and dad, she kissed them both. And, and I noticed that. I noticed how she hugged and kissed her mom and dad. And then she joyfully came back in and jumped in the car and, yeah. and away we went. Um, but in hindsight, yeah, in, in hindsight and, and based on the events of that day, that was the last goodbye. And it was that, it was that whisper, that, that mm. intuition, that little feeling that, oh, I'm just going to go say goodbye to mom and dad one more time, stop the car. I've got to go do this. And I, you know, in our lives, 
gosh, when we get that little, that little feeling, I'm just going to yeah. call them. I'm just going to run and hug them. I'm just going to smile at that stranger on the street. Do that. Because that's how yeah. spirit works. And certainly in our case, it had worked within her and she took action. And, and I know her parents, you know, have, have held on to that. And her mother has since passed. But, but there's little things, those little things. And that, that you know, that was the, the, the way out. And, of course, I hit the interstate and I cranked the car up to 75 miles an hour. And I was, you know, driving as fast as I legally could to get home. And, uh, you know, there was a moment for me, even along that drive, too, where I, I just peeked in the rearview mirror. You know, I just, I, you just peeked to see where traffic is, sure. what's going on around you, right? And it was literally a moment. And, and, and I, I use that word. It was a moment. But sometimes eternity can be in a moment. You know, I, I just peeked to see where traffic was. And as I did so, I noticed Griffin, my little toddler in his car seat, and I realized he had fallen sound asleep. You know, he was sleeping beautifully, but there was this moment of clarity. It's like, wow, look at that little boy. We, we were told we may not have more children after Spencer. There had been complications, and, and, and there he was. There was this miracle baby sleeping beautifully, and I noticed I noticed details. Even in that glance, I, I noticed how long his eyelashes were <laughs> and what a beautiful child, you know, was there. And I, yes. you know, at, at the same time, I heard, I heard Spencer, my seven-year-old, playing with little action figures he had gotten in his Easter basket and making all the joyful noise of a little boy. And, and I peeked over at my wife, who also had reclined her seat back, and she was sound asleep but still holding on to my hand, you know, and I, I, I mean, it was, it was a moment, but there was such clarity of, wow, look what I've got, these beautiful children. My wife is still holding my hand. We're 10 years into a marriage and pursuing our careers and doing our thing, but she's holding my hand, you know, the same way she did when we went on our, yeah, yeah, the, the little it. things again, but I, I, and I, it was a moment of absolute gratitude. It's like, wow. Yes. Wow. Um, That's it. Gratitude. Gratitude. And, and I remember that in hindsight. You know, I mean, that might have been the passing right. of a normal day, but it was an unprecedented feeling of gratitude and away we went. And it was, it was probably an hour after that, that, that everything came apart. And um, there was reports of crosswinds that were over 100 miles an hour along that stretch of highway. There was reports of a red pickup truck driving erratically on the interstate, you know, cutting people off and weaving about. I don't recall any of that. And, and perhaps one of the hardest things about the story is to, to the best of my recollection, I may, I may have dozed off at the wheel. I, I may have just dozed for a, for a moment, again, just, just nodded, but I overcorrected to the right swerved back, lost control of the car, and the car began to roll, not off the road, but down the road at, at 75 miles per hour. Mm. And um, this was one of the reasons it was so difficult to talk about. I mean, the guilt, the regret, gosh, did I cause this sure. accident? Did, yeah. I, did I doze off? Oh my goodness. Right. Yes. It's a lot and, to carry. It yeah. And it, it was a horrible accident. I mean, the, the accident reports say that car probably rolled no less than six to eight times. Um, I blacked out for most of that. But when the car came to a stop, I was completely conscious. 
And the first thing, you know, the first thing I heard was my seven-year-old crying in the back seat. And, and it was that cry a father can recognize of, wow, I've, I've got to get to my boy. I've got to get to my son. And, yeah. um, and yet that's when I realized I could not move. Now, I was in pain. Mm-hmm. I was struggling to breathe. I had no idea of my injuries. I, I, I was pinned either to the floorboard or the seat. I couldn't tell. Um, and, and what had actually happened, which I wasn't aware of, but both of my legs had been crushed. Uh, my left leg was eventually amputated above the knee because of the injuries. My back had been damaged. Um, my rib cage had been damaged. My lungs were collapsing. Uh, my right arm had almost been completely torn off. And then the seatbelt had cut through my midsection and ruptured all my intestines. Oh. Um, I was not in a good place physically. No. Ah. My heavens. Okay. However, I wasn't aware of the injuries. I knew I was struggling right. to breathe. I was holding on to consciousness. Emotionally was where the trauma was for me. I mean, I, I didn't realize I was hurt that bad. I just wanted to get to my son who I heard crying. But that's, that's, um, that's when I realized nobody else was crying. And, um, oh. and I became aware, very aware in those moments that both Griffin, my toddler, and Tamara, my wife, um, they were gone. They, mm. they had been killed instantly in the accident. And I was aware of that, yet I couldn't move. And here I've got this hysterical seven-year-old that I can't get to, and, and I'm losing consciousness. Mm, and, what a um, feeling. Jeez. Oh it's a dark place. Um, yeah, it, it was a dark place. And, and I, I don't share that to be morbid or, or graphic. Um, it's real. Yeah. It was real. And, uh, and, and yet it was in that darkness that this near-death or out-of-body experience took place. And, and once again, I can speak of it quite freely now there was for years I couldn't even mention their names and I would burst into tears sure um, sure but in that darkness right. and, and in that, yeah in that trauma um the interesting thing light came I felt light I, it was tangible light came and surrounded me it felt as if it was comforting me in this most horrific you know terrible moment of my life and then it felt as if I was rising above the scene of the accident, being lifted. In other words, uh, up above it. And suddenly the pain was gone and I could breathe. And, and, and actually my, my consciousness was like, wow, how can I possibly be okay? What's going on? I, you know, I, I didn't, uh, right. I couldn't fathom what was happening. How can I possibly be okay? And then the interesting thing is in that light, Tamara, my wife, who I knew was deceased at the scene, um, suddenly she was there in that light with me. Wow. And she was gorgeous. She was radiant. There was no injuries. There was no, there she was. And she was communicating. We were, we, she was, she kept saying, Jeff, you can't come. You can't come. You've got to go back. You've got to go back. And we literally had this, this conversation. Now, in hindsight, once again, I suppose my spirit had left my body. There I was, you know, with my wife's spirit. And yet it felt very physical. In fact, it was accentuated physically. I mean, she was emotional. I could, I could taste her tears as she's sharing, you've got to go back. You've got to go back. And we, we had this conversation about we had a little boy in the backseat of that car. And if we both left, he would be orphaned. 
And I learned a lot about choice in that moment. I mean, here I was looking at the woman I loved more than life, and I'd been delivered from this trauma. And, and, um, you and wanted you know, to I made stay. I'm sure you wanted to stay. I did. I did. I'm like, well, why don't we just stay here? Yeah. And, uh, and yet I knew if I did, there was consequences. And when we made the choice together, which I know is profound and unique, it's like, okay, I'm going to go back. And uh, I said the most profound goodbye I'll ever say. Mm-hmm. And, um, and as I said that goodbye and made the conscious thought, we have no idea how powerful our thoughts are. When I had the intention, yeah. I'm going back. It's as if I was whisked from that light and I found myself wandering through a hospital. Now, I have no concept of time in this bubble of light, if you will. Uh, I I later found out people arrived at the scene. Uh, Spencer, my seven-year-old, was banged up. He had broken his wrist and his his ribs were bruised up, but he was okay. Physically, he walked away from the accident. Emotionally, he thought he had lost the whole family. Mm-hmm. I had to be extricated from the car um, oh, and I had to be life flighted or airlifted to the, you know, the nearest level one trauma center. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't, I wasn't aware of any of that. I knew I had crashed the car. I knew half the family had passed. I knew I had said the most profound goodbye I'll ever say. Mm-hmm. And then I found myself moving about a hospital, you know, seeing the doctors and the patients and the families of the patients and the nurses, everything in a busy, you know, level one trauma center. Oh. Was this still in a spiritual state or was this physical? Yes. It was, was still in a spiritual, spiritual state. state. Okay. Yeah. And so as I'm moving about the hospital and see, and I'm seeing these people in a much more powerful way than I'd ever seen anyone. I mean, everyone I saw, it's as if I, I, I knew them. I, 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 I was connected to them. We, we, mm. I call it now the oneness. I, I knew their love, their hate, their motivations, their challenges, their everything. I knew everything about them as if they were me. And, and there was this, there was this unprecedented love, this connection. In fact, I, you know, I grew up in a conservative Christian home and, and a biblical verse came to my consciousness of I'm moving around. And it was the, it was the famous verse where Jesus said, "Inasmuch as you've done it unto the least of one of these, you've done it unto me, which I used to feel yeah. was a, you know, as a nice verse about being nice. Yeah. <laughs> what I was experiencing, no, they were me. I was them, and I, I felt, and you know, there was this, there was this knowing, this knowing that what yeah. what what Jesus was talking about was, I am the man in prison. I am the beggar on the street. I am the stranger that you know you're taking in. We are one. We are connected, and it was an experience that I'll never forget. I love that, Jeff. I've I've heard that, and I've read that in, in other books like that, where yeah, you suddenly have an awareness of people around you and what's going on with them, and the past and the future you're suddenly just aware of all these things and i i think it's wonderful i just i think it's wonderful and i i don't want to say much i want to let you talk but i'm just no 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 it was an acute awareness and it changed it changed me forever i yeah because it was coupled with such love and and it didn't matter who they were or what they had done or what they had everyone from the heroin addict to the saintly grandmother was divine and glorious and magnificent and 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 yet they were part of me and I was part of them. And there was this sense that, wow, isn't there, isn't this glorious humanity? You know, I mean, isn't this, isn't there perfection in our diversity? It was a download unlike 
any other. And, and then I finally came upon a body laying on the gurney that I didn't feel anything from, which was weird based on my connection to everyone else. And I stepped closer to take a look. And that's when I realized, wow, that's me. That's my body. And yet it wasn't, I was having this profound connected experience, but there was my flesh, you know, the skin suit that I'd been having my, my, my experience experience with. Yes. Yeah. And, and that was profound as well. You know, I stood over the body and, and, um, it was such a mess, such a wreck. And I thought, wow, I, I always took it for granted. I, I didn't realize right. that it was what the miracle, the miracle of our bodies. I don't, I don't have to remind my heart to beat or tell my lungs to breathe or teach my right. eyes to see. Or I, I mean, I, that's right. I, Amen. Uh, yeah. I was acutely aware of what a miracle it is to be wow. in the body that my, I, I, and, and you can read this in knowing it was a profound download about our bodies literally are the temple, like I, I, whatever temple you embrace, whether that's Buddhist or, you know, Egyptian or whatever. I mean, our bodies are a divinely created machine that allows our soul to have the experience. And that's what I got so acutely aware with. But then I, I, it was time to get back in. I had to make the choice to get back in. Oh, that had to. I can't even imagine going through those feelings oh. and emotions and, and just just feeling that love and then having to make the decision to go back into that body. Got to go back in. Yeah. And it, it was, yeah. it, there was sadness. It was so broken. I was such in right. such a mess. And, Did and you feel a lot of the pain when you went back in too. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, that, that thought again, I'm, I'm going back in, then I'm boom, I'm back in the body, back to the guilt, the regret, the trauma, the physical pain, right. the, the physical injuries. Um, it was horrible. And I was ventilated. They had a big tube, you know, down right. my throat, doing the breathing for my lungs. Right. Of course, my legs were immobile and they were, you know, eventually in a few sure. days, amputate the left one. Um, my right arm was immoral, immobile because it had been torn out so bad. And then mm. they actually tied down my left hand because I kept grabbing at all the medical equipment. Right, right. And, um, yeah, I learned a whole new meaning to, uh, to oh, be still. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't do any. I mean, I just was there to waller in all of it. And it was, um, it was incredibly traumatic. It was incredibly challenging. I mean, the emotions. Still the, still the emotional trauma was far worse than the physical even. I mean, you know, how do you deal with that? Like half right. the family's gone and Yes, I got to say this profound goodbye, but I was driving the car and my life is never going to be the same. And what about my seven-year-old? You know, the worry of where's he, what's yeah, going on he? with him. Yeah. Um, it, was, it, was, it was rough. And uh, I appreciate so where, that. Where emotional. was he, Jeff? Because well, as a mother, that's what's going through my mind. He was taken to Primary Children's Hospital for observations in Salt Lake City. Okay. okay. And uh, they kept him for a couple nights. Um, you know, my, my family was incredible. I mean, they dove in and my brothers took him in just like one of their own. And he actually went to live with my younger brother and his wife and family. Um, he had cousins there. And, and uh, you know, his story is a whole nother <laughs> a right. whole other version of this. It's not a chapter. It's another book. It's right. another book. Right. And, and it's, uh, you know, you can read about that in Knowing because Knowing covers all of this and the aftermath and even even to him growing up and 
finding love himself. And I mean, there's so many miracles around the story and we won't have time to cover it today. But, uh, but yeah, the hospital was, I, I was in the hospital for almost, uh, it was like five and a half months. Um, I had 18 wow. surgeries, you know, 18 wow. surgeries in total to put me back together. I'd go from ICU to surgical recovery and I had horrific infections based on, you know, the, my belly cavity had to stay open and they'd have to pack the wounds. And, and then I kept throwing pulmonary emboli, the, the blood clots that lodge in your lungs, and that would land me back in ICU. And yet, oh spiritually, it's like the door never shut. I mean, it's like, it's like I was in the hospital and I was having the physical experience, but there was profound spiritual experiences, including my wife who had passed and Wow. And, and even with the doctors and nurses where I would feel their souls and their consciousness, it, it, was, it was a profound learning experience. That is interesting. And, uh, so it, the whole time while you're in the hospital, you're still having these very profound spiritual experiences of awareness and, and love and, and as yeah. well as the, the anguish of the emotional side of it too. So. Yeah. And, and the, the, perhaps the most profound experience was at the end of my hospital stay. And we may get to that a little bit after the break, but uh, yeah. But yeah, I had a profound experience on the other side after I was out of ICU, after I was off of all the morphine, after I was out of surgical oh. recovery and in the rehabilitation wing, which is worth mentioning. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I had a profound visit um, with, my, with my toddler son who was also killed in the accident. And I still cry when I talk about that one. Sure, but, uh, sure. But oh, my was, goodness. Uh, was <laughs> my emotions are just like, Whoa, I can't yep. even imagine yep. having to deal with that. And being, I, I, want, I want you to tell us a little bit about that if you can. Okay. I just want to give some information here. I, we've got just about a minute before we go to break. Um, and I don't want to cut that short because I no. think that's very important, as, especially with yes. everything that Doug does on his show, the different yeah. people we've had on the show. I, it's, and there's a lot of people that have lost children and lost yeah. spouses, including myself, yep. just recently. And it's very important for people to understand what's going on here. So yes. before we take our first break here real quick, I want you to grab your pen and paper and make sure you have it with you. And I'm going to quickly give you um, this contact information. It just kind of went off my screen. There it is. So if you guys, it's Jeffrey, and that's J-E-F-F-E-R-Y-C Olson, O-L-S-E-N at gmail.com. Jeffrey C. Olson at gmail.com. So make sure that that's to get, how to get hold of him. He's on Twitter. He's on Facebook. He's on Instagram. He's on everything at, at Jeffrey C. Olson. You want to find that. And his book, you want to look for that. That's on Amazon. And it is called Knowing. Again, for those that are on the, in video land, I'm holding that up so you can see it. Knowing. And that is on Amazon. Go on there and find that, you guys. It's just his, he's some, obviously you can tell how fantastic Absolutely. he is. And his mess and what he's message that he's got to give to us and that we're able to listen to. So we're going to take our first break. Stay tuned. Make sure you're sharing this with everybody, writing this all down. Jeffrey C. Olson at gmail.com. You want to be able to get hold of him. He's wonderful. And <laughs> we're just grateful to have him here with yep. us. This is incredible. So, we're going to take a break and we'll be back in just a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hi, this is Ellie Meadows with Young Living Essential Oils. 
I invite you to skip the stress of the holidays this year and let Young Living take care of all of your gift-giving needs, from soothing bath bombs to delicious seasonal oil blends. Looking to make some extra money for the holidays? I'm currently accepting new team members who will have the exclusive opportunity to grow their business under the leadership of Jack Canfield, one of the top success coaches in America. For more information, find me on Facebook or Instagram under Oils with Ellie. That's E-L-L-I-E. Or email me, oilswithellie at gmail.com. Learn more about the products and equipment discussed by Stephanie and her guests on the show by visiting MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. We've done the research for you and selected proven, high-quality brands at competitive prices from companies you can trust. Drugs and surgery are not your only options. Discover the exciting alternative therapies and health and wellness products that are helping people to reclaim their health and enjoy a higher quality of life. That's MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. Isn't it interesting how we can be physically disconnected from others and yet be personally affected by the change and confusion of the world around us? We want moments of clarity and peace, and we need to feel connected to others in positive ways. A mindfulness practice can help decrease stress, increase feelings of well-being, and help us be more connected to those around us. To find out how mindfulness can do all this, go to mindfullab.net. You'll find tools and resources to start your mindfulness journey today at mindfullab.net. If you're looking for the highest quality CBD products on the market, visit sunshinefamilyhemp.com. Sunshine Family Hemp is a family-owned business located in the mountains of northern Utah. Our full-spectrum oral and topical products contain no artificial ingredients and are third-party tested by a DEA-certified lab. Online ordering is easy, and we ship nationwide. Sunshine Family Hemp has been in business since 2019 and is legally certified at both the state and federal level. Visit sunshinefamilyhemp.com today. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to the Vitality Health Show with Stephanie Parrish. If you have a question for Stephanie or her guest, please email contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Now, back to the Vitality Health Show. Welcome back, friends. We are so happy to have you here. We are speaking with the amazing Jeff Olson. And we want to, if those of you guys haven't listened to the first part, go back and listen to it. His oh, story has sure. just been intriguing Incredible. to us. And in the break, we were just talking about different deaths that have happened to, close to us. And he lost his wife and his son and his own life for a period of time until they made the decision. He had to come back to take care of the son that was remaining. Yep. Yep. And I want you guys to get your pen and papers ready to go because it is Jeffrey C. Olson. That is J-E-F-F-E-R-Y-C-O-L-S-E-N. Jeffrey C. Olson at gmail.com. And his publishing company is called envoypublishing.com. So you can go on there and look as well. And his book is called Knowing. And those of you that were on, on video land that you can see, this is it right here. And those of you that are on the radio, it is on Amazon. 
go on and get it. It's, it's just full of so much incredible stuff. Absolutely. So, again, Jeffrey C. Olson, and that is on Amazon, and it's called Knowing. So we're going to get back because you said that you had an incredible experience with your son, Griffin, that had passed away in the accident. And I don't want to skip over that because I think it's vital. I We were just talking in the break about how many people, including myself, that have lost loved ones and have lost spouses or children and so many people are going through this. And I think it's important for them to hear what you went through mm -hmm. as well as what you've done from that. So people can know that there are miracles, even in tragic, tragic situations like this, there is hope and there are miracles. Very much. So will you pick that up for us, Jeff, right there? I'm, I, I'm happy to. And, uh, and just to set the precedent, I mean, I'd had interactions with my wife who had passed not only at the scene of the accident, but even intermittently during my hospital stay, but my little son, um, I'd had no interaction with. And, and I don't, again, I don't want to be too morbid, but what had happened in the accident, he was safely in his car seat, but the car seat had broken apart mm. and had let him uh, out and he was ejected from the car. Oh. And so when I knew that, and I was aware of that at the scene as I'm waiting for help and losing consciousness, you know, it's like, where's my little boy? And, right. and, and it's as if spirit, well, it wasn't as if, I knew, I knew he's gone which part of that was, well, thank goodness he's not suffering like I am. But the second, I mean, that's the worst news a, a father can receive, my son. Anyway, I, that, that was the horrible part of, you know, this hospital stay. And it's like, well, you know, I, you, 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 even though I had, you know, profound spiritual things, it doesn't, it doesn't ease the grief. And I'm grieving over a spouse and a son. The physical and the spiritual and the emotional, I can only imagine what that weight must have felt like to you. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I had one, one of the doctors came in after, and I don't know if he knew my whole background or not, but, you know, they had amputated the left leg. Right. And I've been a Division One athlete. He says, I'm sure you're going to grieve the loss of this limb. And I thought, are you kidding me? My wife and son are dead. I, I, I'm, I, my leg means nothing to me right now. Right, um, right. You know, and I suppose I have grieved that to a certain extent, but nothing could touch the, the emotional pain of, of what had happened. And, Very poignant. And, and you know, I, I, was, I was aware of that. And, and I, you know, I, as I say, I've been through ICU, surgical recovery. I was in the rehabilitation wing. I was only weeks from coming home. And it's probably relevant to mention I was off of all the heavy narcotics. I was taking some Tylenol for pain at that point. Okay. So this wasn't a drug-induced, you know, hallucination. Good point. Right. But at one at one point, I I I, I and, and my brother my my brothers were incredible. My younger brother was there that night, and he said, "Look, I'll just sit with you till you fall asleep." Because I was mm. I, I would just cry. I couldn't, you know. Right. And I I fell asleep. In fact, I was finally able to roll on my side. They had stabilized my abdominal wounds, and 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 the funny thing is, I'd laid so long on the back, you know, of my head that it was rubbed bald. I was bald on the back of my head. And my brother's given me a bad time about that. And, and yet I'm, on this particular night, I rolled onto my side and I fell asleep. And, and, and even in my sleep, I thought, wow, I'm sleeping. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm in a deep, peaceful sleep. And I don't know if I'd slept for all those months. I'd been unconscious and I'd certainly dozed in and out. But I and really that's one of those miracles that we talk about. Too, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, Getting wow, I'm, I'm sleeping. You're I'm rest. sleeping. 
Yeah. And in that deep sleep, I felt that light come again, the same light as at the scene of the accident. And it circled around me and it, comforting, comforting. It was a comforting light. And again, I felt like I was rising above the hospital bed. But this time the light went away. It, it dispensed. It, it moved off like when fog, you know, moves off the lake. And I was in the most um, incredible, beautiful place. Mm. I, I've heard people say heaven. I've heard them say, you know, the spirit world, the other side. Right. The only word that comes close to what I was experiencing is I was home. I was home. Wow. It was so welcoming. I, and in wow. fact, and, and, and I began to run. Love it. I began to run. I had two legs and, oh, and I began to run and to I, run. I, can't, uh, I can't tell you how physical it felt. Like I could feel the intelligence in my calves and thighs and I could feel the love and energy in the ground beneath my feet. I, words are difficult to describe. It was so profound. It's like my senses were magnified and multiplied. Wow. Oh, and as I'm God. joyfully running about thinking I'm home and I'm whole, I'm whole, there was a knowing that I wasn't there to stay. And at that same time, I realized there was this corridor off to my left, and I knew intuitively I'm to go that way. Mm-hmm. And I began to move down this corridor, and as I did, at the end of the corridor was a crib. Okay. And my little griffin at 14 months had still been sleeping in a crib, you know, at the time of the accident. Right. So okay. I raced to this crib, and I looked in. And there was my little boy, as beautiful and as peaceful and sleeping, just like when I glanced in the rearview mirror, you know, right. on the, and, and I, I swept him up in my arms. Um, and I don't know if you've ever picked up a sleeping child, no, but there's, there's a weight yeah. and there's a, there's a heat yeah. and there's a, yes. I, I held him to me and I could feel him breathing. I could feel his breath on my neck. And I, I leaned over and I smelled his hair. I don't know if you've ever smelled the hair of a loved one, but I, right. and I'm like, this is my little boy. Baby's and he's okay. And I'm, I, I begin to, I just begin to weep holding him and realizing he's okay. And, and yet as I did, and I'll be brief about this, it, it, I go into far more detail in the book. There was this presence coming up behind me, mm. this overwhelming, powerful, cosmic, wise presence. And I'm holding my, my son. And, and I'm realizing that's God. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the guilt began to come up. I'm in trouble. I mean, I, you know, I, I grew up believing life is a test and God's <laughs> going to judge me and I'm failing. And, and the, the, the issue is like my little boy's here because I crashed the car. You know, my little boy's life was cut short because I dozed off at the wheel. And I, I mean, you know, the guilt and this presence is coming closer and closer. And I, as I felt this presence right behind me and I didn't dare turn around, right. I had the thought, I hope I can be forgiven mm-hmm. somehow. And, and, and in that thought, I, I still get emotional as I had that thought. And this almost felt physical too. These divine arms just wrapped around and held me and my little boy. And mm-hmm. um, the first message, there was this nonverbal cosmic communication. The first message was there's nothing to forgive everything is in divine order Mm. and of course then my life played out i was watching you know they call it the life review i've now learned i saw my life i saw things and i was 
<laughs> saying, well, I, that was a mistake. I didn't mean that. And yet this divine, beautiful, glorious creator said, there are no mistakes. Your life is perfect. And I'm like, perfect? Well, I, I knew that was wrong and I did it anyway. <laughs> and what was communicated was that's your judgment of it, not ours. Oh, we wow. love you. We love you so divinely. And, and then it was this whole thing of I'm holding my beloved, beautiful son, you know, and this creator, God said, you're as beloved to us and as perfect and as divine as he is to you, even magnified. And it was a very personal experience. But I knew that applied to every living soul, every one of us. In fact, there was this cosmic awareness, this connection again, this oneness of, wow, we are that loved. We are that beloved. We are that cherished. We are that whole. We are that holy. And uh, I was given a choice again. And I'll cut to the chase so we can get to, you know, questions in the aftermath. But I was told... I, I'm sorry, I just have to say that is absolutely outstanding. I've, I've felt that for a number of months now, and, uh, and even to prepare for this uh, episode as well. That is just absolutely, I don't have the words for it, poignant, spectacular, uh, helpful, comforting wellness, is the word that comforting, comes to me. right. And I believe that. I, I, I love to hear that because, yeah, we have plenty to be worried about yeah, and yeah. feel bad about, but this is just overwhelming. Well, it was, it was beautiful to experience it. Yes. And, and even, you know, even at that, I'm like, wow, I'm failing the test was what my consciousness was saying. And, and this <laughs> beloved God said, life isn't a test. It's a gift, my dear son. It's a gift. Every moment is sacred. And I thought about that moment in the car of holding my wife's hand. You know, I'm like, I'm like wow, you, I, okay, I get it. I see it. And, and I was given this choice. In fact, um, <laughs> the communication was, I want you to exercise your will. This is what God is saying to me. And I'm like, my will, it's your will be done. And, and the answer was, no, your will is my will. That's how much we love you. You can give your son. You can hand him over. You can exercise your will. You can make a choice and give him back and trust and let go and therefore exercise your will in the matter and not feel as if he's been ripped away and you've been, you know, shortchanged. And, and I, I want you to exercise your will in this circumstance. And in all that love and peace and beauty, I, I was able to kiss my little boy and, and give him back. But then, you know, then suddenly I'm back in the hospital bed to the amputation and the wheelchair and the slings. And I was in a wheelchair for months and coming home was horrible and miserable and trying to get back to work. And, you know, eventually I was fitted with a prosthetic limb and, and, and began to learn to walk again and on and on and on. But, uh, but it changed me forever, having that little peak, if you will, into... Uh, the love of God. And it's and beautiful for me that man. you get to remember it. I mean, there's, yes. there's a lot of people say, yeah, that happened, but I don't remember it. And for you to be able to remember it and share it with us. I mean, I'm feeling completely filled right now. And oh. I've got so many people that I know that are just struggling yep. with losing their spouse or losing their child and not understanding. But when you were saying, give him back to me, give you have that choice. You know, give your child back to me. What you said is so strong and beneficial to us. Sometimes it's hard to know. Sometimes I have to think and even pray. It's like, help me to have the capacity to hear this and to take in what, what you're saying. 
because it's so overwhelmingly wonderful and uh, yeah. it's hard to put words to it. So those are the words that I pick now. But, uh, but I appreciate that, how the love is there. And that's probably the takeaway. Is like there's something there. Don't worry as much as you've been worrying, perhaps. That's a yeah. good takeaway. Well, that's, that's what <laughs> – and I, I had to make sense of this. I mean, I right. had to, gosh, this yeah. isn't what I thought I knew. And, and, yeah. and, yet the, the, and, and you say remember it. Gosh, it, it was so real. It's like it was yesterday. In fact, that was real. This is the weird foggy dream. It's talking to you guys on a radio show. You know, this, this doesn't make any sense. And and yet, it was so profound. I'll, I'll never forget it. And um, and it 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 changed me. It changed me. And and um, yeah, there's so much to deal with. And I I draw from it all the time. You know, it's like well, but I remember. <laughs> well, real. that's a perfect segue, Jeff. To go, it it changed you. And it changed the direction of your life. And because it did that, you have touched thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of lives yep. because of your experience and your willingness to share it. Yep. So let's move forward onto that point right now in the last few minutes that we have, because I mean, just knowing you and talking to you and the few conversations that we've had, I feel so much more enriched. And, and like I said, this has been a really, really difficult time for me in the last few months. And just right. to, but I, I too have had incredible miracles mm-hmm. and that I know of and that I remember and that I've seen and that I've heard and that I've been able to be a part of. And I have people tell me all the time, well, I don't have that. Yeah. You know? So what do you tell somebody that says, I don't get that. I don't understand why this was child was taken from me. I don't understand why I lost my husband. Oh, How do yeah. I deal with this? So yeah, no, it's, it's, that's, and that, that is the million dollar question, right? Right. I mean, and this is all in knowing, but my own son, my little seven-year-old son who lost everything I lost, he lost his mother and his brother. And in many ways, he lost his dad too. He didn't have a near-death experience. He didn't have an out-of-body experience. In fact, uh, you know, as he moved up and went into adolescence and early adulthood, he's like, dad, I begged. Mm -hmm. I, I, I begged God, let me just see my mom once. And he goes, I didn't get anything. And, 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 you know, that's a whole interesting scenario. And yet it, it, through that process with him, I have realized we're all on our own perfect journey. Mm-hmm. The experiences I had were perfect for me and the experiences he had were perfect for him. And they were completely different. In fact, I, 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 I pray, you know, and I said, God, look, I'll give it all up. Give my son something. I'll give out all, give away all these experiences just give him something, and, and, and I don't profess to talk to God every day, but the answer that came in a very powerful way was, why are you judging your son? Why do you think your experience oh, is better than his? Why do you think yours should be discounted? You know, why are you discounting the fact that he has had nothing? That's perfect for his soul's enlargement, just like your experience was perfect for your soul's enlargement, and they don't have to line up. Your job, dad, is to love him unconditionally and stop putting conditions on his life or his experience or the outcome of it. And, and it was a big learning thing for me. That's powerful. That's, that's the, uh, don't think that you know more than I do. Yeah. And we're we're <laughs> yeah. doing this right. Yeah, yeah. Well said. I'm, I'm just kind of sitting here going, what was that that you just said? How did that you just was say that? Very, Why that are you a, judging your son? Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that is... So profound because I have had people, like I said, people saying, why don't I get this? Why don't I, why haven't I seen him? Why haven't I filled him? Why, why did my daughter go? Why have I not, you know, 
And why yeah. am I getting the experiences I'm getting and they're not? Well, and the outcome of it too. I mean, yeah. Spencer, my, my son, he's just written a children's book on death and oh. grief called Where Are You? I'll have to share that at some point. But, oh, yes. But oh, awesome. he's become the most compassionate. I mean, you know, and here again, we, you know, he, he said, Dad, that, that door you call God, that never opened up for me. But he said, you know what? Yeah. Maybe I get to be God's love. Maybe I get to be God's light. Maybe I'm literally God's hands on this earth. And, and he, he works with traumatized kids. You know, he's a musician. He plays in a band and he arranges these little music bands. He's got 10-year-olds up on the stage, you know, banging out Metallica. And he's like, Dad, <laughs> this is their therapy. This is their expression. This is their, yeah. this is their healing. And, and he's, a much, he's a much better man than I am. And he's the most compassionate, loving, non-judgmental, empathetic soul I know. Oh, that it's is incredible. Beautiful. That is beautiful. I you know, and he, he, he didn't need to have the experiences you did. You no. did need to have them. He didn't. And no. he's able to make his own experiences. And I, I love that. I want our listeners to understand that. What you are doing right now, what you are going through is for you. Yeah. Don't judge yourself on anybody else. And anybody else out there, don't judge somebody else. Everybody has their own experience. And the, one of the statements that I love to have is that we are spiritual beings having an earthly experience, right, right. <laughs> you know, and it's different for everyone. The purpose of life, yeah, is not necessarily just to go unharmed and no skin knees and no difficulties. In fact, it's quite the opposite. The purpose is to get back to Heavenly Father, and He's going to bring us down the path that we need so that that's what happens. And I appreciate that. Yeah, Doug, you'll have to read the last chapter of Knowing. Very much. I say we're gonna Very we're gonna much. slide in we're gonna slide in with bloody nose and skin knees and <laughs> and, and, and my my experience yeah my experience when I I I use that term if this isn't a theory or a thought or a belief my experience is yep. there's so much love you have no idea how those wounds will be kissed better and it'll be <laughs> wow wow tell me what you learned tell me what you learned being you. No oh, judge, no judgment, you know, no judgment. Amen. Tell me what you learned. Tell me what you learned being you and yeah. what your experience was like as my divine manifestation in that realm. And kind of, it's incredible. Kind of like it's, it's my thoughts too. I think there's going to be a moment where they say, okay, you've had all these experiences. I'm, I'm glad for that. He's going to look at me and say, now Doug, now Jeff, now Stephanie, how are you different? When you left, you were like this. What do you like now? And that's yeah. what I think the whole idea is. Yeah, what have you learned? What right. have you learned? I mean, in, in my experience on the other side, I was only asked one question, and this was early on. This is as I was looking at my own body, as I outlined in the first section. Yeah. And I, I, I seemed to have this tutorial from God during the whole thing, but it, it was like he was walking behind me, talking with me. But the only question I was ever asked is, to what degree have you learned to love? That was the only question. And it's like, wow. well, I love my family, wow. you know. And I love, you know, I love apple pie. I mean, you know, love is a loaded word, but to, <laughs> to what degree have I learned to love? And then to right. experience all these souls in the hospital in such a profound way and think, wow, there is only love. We put so many judgments on everything. And yet in that divine realm, there's only love. There's only love. And it's a love different. Like you said, it's a love different than, oh, I, I love my kitty, you know, or even, even I love my spouse. Even it's such a different plane yeah. of love and and until you've experienced like you have we can't understand that because that's on a different level it's right. it's it's in a different plane but we just want everybody out there listening to remember yeah. it is all about love 
what and what was that what was the comment you said the only question he asked you was what to degree? what degree to what degree have you learned to love he didn't right. say have you learned to love it was to what degree have you learned to love that's good how deep have you gone how yeah yeah and yep. again i don't want anybody out there listening to judge yourself or judge yourself against anybody else because no. where you are is exactly where you're supposed to be well, and that's the funny thing. I mean, is this that, you know, now that I'm 24 years after the fact, it's like, wow, the self-love, the self-love was the key. Huge, yes. love, love your neighbor, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. That's the deepest degree because I can't give what I don't have. How on earth can I love the neighbor when I don't love myself? You know, I mean, there's these little key things and, and, you know, life has played out. I know we're wrapping up here, but gosh, miracles you know, miracles. I mean, Tanya, my current wife, I, I, I was able to heal and I eventually fell in love again. And that was filled with guilt and questions and everything else. But I'll tell you yeah. what, she's the hero of the story to come in as not only Spencer's mother, but we adopted two boys, which I don't call my adopted boys. They're just my sons. They came sure. in and with me. And it's all in knowing, but, but miracles are everywhere if we're willing to open our eyes and look at them. Every sunset, every sunrise, it's like, wow, what a miracle. Yeah. What am I going to do with this gift? Amen. This exactly. gift and having you on this show right now is a miracle to us. Absolutely. You know, and, and to our listeners. Yep. It really is. I'm, I'm just so grateful. There's so much going through my head <laughs> right now. Just I want, what I want our listeners to just take away from this is you are a miracle yourself. You are. Yeah. Your and, treasure. And don't judge yourself on anybody else or anything else going on in the world. You are a miracle. What are you going to do with it? Yeah. I love that. I love that. It's beautiful. And that's just, okay. The tears are coming. The waterworks oh, are coming. Man. Here they are again. I'm just, I feel like I, whoo, okay. That breathe. was incredible. That is <laughs> so, incredible. Oh, Jeff, yeah. let's give your contact information one more time real quick. So our listeners can hear. Um, where the sad, do you want to give it or do you want me to give it? Sure. No, you can find me on social media, my email. You can write me an email. It's Jeffrey, J-E-F-F-E-R-Y-C. That's my middle initial. Olson, O-L-S-E-N at Gmail. I'm Jeffrey C. Olson on all the social media platforms or go to envoypublishing.com. And that's where you can find uh, the book and everything else. But the easiest thing is go get knowing by Jeffrey Olson on Amazon. Yep. It gives you the Done. whole story that we can't talk about today, but yeah, just not enough time. We're out of time again, yeah. Jeff. Thank you. I love you, Doug. I love you. You know that. Yeah. What a pleasure this love has been. Too. And we want our audience to know you are exactly where you're supposed to be and just take that and do something beautiful with it. Cause God loves you and he wants you to succeed and feel, feel that love from God. Only he can give this kind of love. We can't get it from any place else. So, but love yourself first. So with that being said, thank you so much, Jeff. Thank you, Doug. We are going to sign off now and you guys be very safe and have a happy and healthy week. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Vitality Health Show. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for another informative show with Stephanie Parrish and leading health and wellness experts. That's Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a wonderful, healthy week. Statements made and information provided on this program are for educational purposes only. They have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration and products discussed on this program are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 
The Vitality Health Show is not responsible for any misunderstandings or misapplication of information presented in this show.